Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 87, the Rob Gronkowski episode. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Living the dream. Alrighty. Where did you wait? Winners and losers. Uh, winner, the sun. Cam, uh, Dylan, Tr- uh, Tucker, and I spent some time on the Cape this weekend. All got very sunburned. Uh, on my screen right now is Dylan with a massive tan line across his forehead. Uh, looking good. Um, Tucker decided to go head to head with the sun, said the sun is a fraud and refused to put on sunscreen and got hit pretty hard. But so his lips that. are burnt. My lips are burnt too. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely burnt. Yeah. Lip was not tougher than the sun turns out. Um, I put sunscreen on my lips. So winner to me. Uh, winner. Dylan and I, beer Olympics champions, also from this Cape weekend. Uh, don't know how they let Dylan and I be on a team, uh, along with our other teammates like T-Mac. Uh, shout out T-Mac, shout out Haley. Uh, they definitely don't listen to this podcast, but shout out them anyways. Um, I had some take winners and losers that I can't remember. Oh, got a couple. Uh, the Deshaun Watson stuff, turns out that they're not going to trade him. They're just going to spend $10 million for him to sit the bench. Uh, so any Deshaun Watson, Watson takes for now are losers. Um, I still think you might go. I'm pretty sure I say you'd be playing in jail. Okay. Well, I'm just said putting, tabling those for now as losers. There was another, there was a quarterback take that is yep. covered. Sam Howell got injured. Uh, Sam Ellinger might not need him to play off. Oh yeah. Sam Ellinger looked like, looking like he's, that's an L. Did Sam Howell get injured too, Cam, or was that? No, I met, I met Sam Ellinger, but if Sam Howell also got injured, that would be a loser. I made a for, Sam Howell take a long time ago. He's, he's good now. for now. Um, anything else that anyone could think of? Um, Otani's hurt, so he maybe, also got maybe winner for right. me and, saying he'll and, never and bat yes, again. And and he got shelled, so uh, Tucker's take of him uh, getting hurt soon. Body wearing down might be real. Uh, I have a take about that. I, it was my Great. take. My take was that. Oh, okay. Did I say Tucker? You did. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about that, but Patriots beat the Giants, Cam. So Cam loser. Preseason loser. Yep. Not that big a deal. Um, the uh, offensive line looks abysmal. We, ju- we traded for an offensive lineman today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, winners and losers for polls. We have to do that. Um, we put up the polls despite one of the episodes not being released. It's not like that's going to have a difference on the points anyway. But point one is going to me for my take of Dak Prescott's shoulder injury will sideline him for half the season. Point number two is going to Dylan for Woo! Trevor Lawrence. Uh, is going to lose his first three games. So, updating the score. Dylan, 12. Me, 9. Cam, 7. Tucker, 3. So, going to have a, a, an exciting fall, I think. At least for, for three of us. But, um, we're almost at football season. This is where the takes start heating up. This is where they start becoming maybe a little better. Um, I certainly... I had two. I have two wasted takes that I thought of, and I'm trying to decide which one to go with right now. Um, one of them. One of them is bad, and one of them is okay. 
So I'm leaning towards the okay one. But does anybody else have a ways to take that they want to lead off on? I can go. All right, go, Cam. So speaking of Colts quarterbacks, um, looks like Carson's going to be okay, going to be good to go for week one. Um, no, we just got sideline with COVID, I thought. The season doesn't start for a while. They don't need two weeks off anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. So, regardless, um, my take doesn't really have to do with him whether he starts week one or not. It has to do with whenever he does start his next game. Um, and his next game will be his last game. I think Carson Wentz is done. He's going to start his last game in the NFL. His very first start is going to be his last one. He's going to get injured again, and this is going to be the one that ends it. He's made of paper mache. His bones are made of glass. Every day he wakes up and breaks all of his bones, and he um, he just he's not good. And the Colts are a team that I I wish he wasn't on because originally I thought. It, he had a chance, and then he immediately got hurt in preseason. Um, so I'm sad for the Colts because they're my third favorite team. But Carson Wentz, big old fraud, big old injury, terrible, never going to win anything. So the next game Carson Wentz starts will be his last. Okay. Um, I said very early in this podcast that he is a fraud. He gets hurt all the time. And I remember getting significant backlash. I don't remember if it was from Tucker or Cam, but one of you – Gave me significant. Okay. Um, I don't know if it'll be his last game. This is his last year as a starter. Uh, he's a bum. He gets hurt every year. He is made of glass like no one I've ever seen. Um, and the Colts aren't going to be able to save him. Despite a great offensive line, uh, he's still going to get hit a lot just because he's a dum-dum. And, yeah, I'd say this is his last year. I think he'll make it a couple games in. I don't think he'll be yanked after one. Or Last year is too soft to the take, though. That's true. That's true. I, I, I respect the take. You know what? So I'll agree with it. There you go. I respect the take. I'll agree with it. Tucker, you like Carson Wentz for some reason still. It's not that I like him. It's just that like you have to look at his body of work. He's a good quarterback when he's on the field. And, I mean, he's had a few injuries that have been pretty bad. But I don't think we have to expect that. It will continue to happen every year. I mean, even high-injury quarterbacks do not get injured every single year and then just leave the league. That's just not what happens. So I don't really buy the idea that he's going to have one more injury and then just never play again. I mean, there's a former MVP candidate that you're talking about, a guy that put up pretty good numbers and is on a huge contract that they put a ton of capital into getting him. I just don't buy the idea that they would just sell him down the river and just be like, eh, lost that one. Too bad. Bye. It just doesn't make sense. That's not the Especially when you have... I know, but I'm saying... You said it'll be his last. Yeah, Yeah, because he's going to get hurt. If he gets hurt week one and they go the whole season, what are they just going to be like, well, he got hurt twice and played less than a game. We'll give him another shot in the season. No. Yeah, because his contract isn't up yet, and they're not just going to cut a guy that they have that much cap space. Yeah, they'll trade him. 
I just I I don't buy it. I don't think Jacob Easton's a solution whatsoever. I, don't I mean, either. he's why you trade him backup quarterback, and I don't think they give up on Carson. Trade him to he, trade him to Houston for Deshaun. Oh yeah, they'll take that trade. And it cuts uh, on a Houston, couple firsts. Houston, who wants three first rounders and two second rounders for Deshaun, will just take Carson Wentz straight up. Dylan, any thoughts on good old Carson? Um, he has made a paper mache as we've seen. I think that's pretty much a given. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is the two weeks in a row where you've made claims about teams investing in a player and not getting rid of him just because they have stock in them. And I think that that's not a great way of thinking because if somebody's not very good, you trade them to get somebody who's better and you lose the money. Like they don't just, need... At the end of the day, it's a business too. It's not just, you know, like... Yeah, but they're not the going to lose in, money if they make a decent trade with something. Like somebody wants this guy. Like somebody will take Carson Wentz for what he's worth and they will receive an even trade but like if they wanted to. I mean that. I think I think it's time for Wentz to probably see the door. I mean, I'm reading a bunch of things this this week, and a lot of uh, a lot of Colts fans are saying he's the worst of the bunch. Get rid of him. We don't need him. Trade him for something you need. Uh, or he gets hurt. Cam, you're right. He'll get hurt first game. He's made a glass. He will get hurt at some point this season. But um, all right, I have a take. Uh, quarterback take. Uh, big news this week. Eagles traded for Gardner Minshew. And Tucker had sent us a TikTok. I don't know if you guys watched it, but he sent us a TikTok about Gardner Minshew. And it it honestly shocked me reading this, like watching this TikTok. If you would have sat me down and said, how many interceptions has Gardner Minshew thrown over the past two years? I would have said 25, 25 to 30. Turns out he's only thrown like, what, 13 total? Yep. Or something like that, like ten to ten to ten to twenty in two years, which isn't like terrible at all. Um, and he's got decent completion percentage, but behind a terrible line and just a terrible team in Jacksonville. And he seems to have made the most of it. I was always against Minshew when the Patriots were looking for their quarterback, and Minshew was brought up. I never really wanted him to come here because I had just he had the stink of Jacksonville on him, and he looked like a bum. But he's going to Philadelphia, and we were talking uh, last night when the Patriots and Giants were playing, and I had always been pretty high on the Giants. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I know it's preseason, and I know, like, you don't got everything going. You don't have Saquon in there. Um, but the Giants did not look good. Their offensive line looks actually terrible. Daniel Jones made some bonehead plays, um, threw a garbage pick. So I don't think the Giants are my favorite to win the NFC East anymore. I'm going to go ahead and say that Gardner Minshew is going to win the starting job from Jalen Hurts during the season and lead the Eagles to the playoffs. So that's the take. Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback, and he's going to lead the Eagles to the playoffs, winning the NFC East. (sighs) Done. Uh, I mean, I have the Eagles on the bottom of my NFC East power rankings, but um, I mean that – Division still shit. That's my um, yeah, exactly. They all are about the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Washington Redskins have a leg up. I think their defense is incredible, and you know, I think Fitzpatrick has the ability to lead. They have a, 
I mean, they have a great receiver in Terry McLaurin. I think that's a team that could. I mean, they that's a team that I could see going uh, eleven and six. Genuinely, not because they're an eleven and six salary team, but they do get to play the NFC East six times in a year. So I think that's a team that has the ability to go like eleven and six or ten and seven in a year. And I just, I don't see their upside getting that high. You don't, so you don't have any. I don't see the Eagles' upside getting that high. No. I think Gardner Minshew could win the starting job. I think he could lead them to be a better team, but that team around him is so bad. I mean, their receiving core is, it could be good in the future because they got Jalen Rager and uh, Devontae Smith, but it's not there yet. Their defense is atrocious. I just, I mean, I think Gardner Minshew can be an improvement, but it's the same way he was an improvement on the Jaguars. He's an improvement on a terrible team that really has such low upside. They really can't do that well even with him. Cameron? Yeah, the Eagles are going to be trash. I think this is such a dumb trade. Um, maybe I guess they're just thinking, like, Jalen sucks. He had a couple really, really good games last year. And now they're just like, but Gardner Minshew's going to definitely do better. I don't I don't understand it at all. Um, what was it, a sixth-round pick? Yeah. I mean, I mean if it's it a sixth-rounder, I don't think it's a yeah, terrible trade. I don't really see. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind that, actually. I guess it's just like Joe Flacco's obviously done, though. Um, it's like, let's give Gardner a shot. Maybe he can do something. Maybe we can put... Jalen Hurts in a different position. I think they're just kind of, you know, they threw a wing and a prayer for him. They said six-round pick, maybe he just falls out like Nick Foles did as a backup. And I, I guess it could work with a team like the Eagles to just, you know, hope for hope for the best. I still think Hurts is, is pretty good. Um, definitely, to your take, though, back to that, uh, definitely not. Eagles are going to be last five, six wins max. Dale? Um, I think this is a great spot for Minshew just because I think he fits in Philadelphia. Philly's a gritty city, as we've talked about before. Their, their hockey mascot, his name is Gritty. Um, so, you know, you look at the city, I think Rocky Balboa. I look at Gardner Minshew. I think that guy looks like Rocky Balboa a little bit. So I think it fits. Um, I think it's a better team with him in the starting role. I think, like Cam said, maybe they could put Hurts in somewhere, somewhere else um, or have trade bait. I mean, this team is not good. I don't think they're going to be top of the division, like Trey said. I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team in a not-good division. I think the Giants are probably uh, key to or, – uh, Going to uh, bring home first place there, so um, I do think the trade is good for Minshew's career. I think he's better than the teams, the team that he was on. Um, and I don't think the Eagles are that much better than Jaguars right now, but a little bit better. They'll be like, what? Did we play 17 games now? They'll be, I don't know. I can't do 17 maths in my head now. It's weird. <laughs> Fifth, there would be like 6 and 11. No, seven and, 6 and 11. 
All right. Not a lot of love for Gardner, but all right. Uh, who's next? I'll go. Um... Um, we have, we're currently, uh, Tuesday, or sorry, Monday, September, geez, Monday, August 30th, and, uh, we have a terrible, uh, tropical storm down in the region of New Orleans. I've, um, it's been, uh, staying pretty strong down there, uh, power outages, all that, what have, what have you, um. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that this is Hurricane Katrina uh, reimagined, and we're going to get. Obviously, we don't have Drew Brees, but you're going to you're, you're not going to get another Saints uh, victory on the back of that city. Um, but I do think this is going to give um, Trey Lance a little bit of giddy up, um, and I think that. What? Trey Lance is on the Niners. Uh, yeah, he's in San Francisco. Not Trey Lance. What the fuck's his name? James Winston. James Winston. Oh my god. <laughs> James Winston. <laughs> yes. Woo! Gonna give uh, James Winston um, a little pick me up. Um, I think he uh, he likes the new city, and I think that um, they're going to rally behind him as their new quarterback. And after this storm down here, I think they might not even play a game, um, you know, at their stadium potentially. So um, we're going to get morale behind him. And a lot of teams are putting the the Saints as uh, and like. Not even close to win the division this year, but I think they're going to muster out a division title. Um, and you're going to be glad that Deshaun Watson is your quarterback. Jesus. Jameis Winston. Um, Jameis Winston is your quarterback. <laughs> All right. Woo! That was like, a, that was a battle. Um, I, lost, I lost brain cells. <laughs> Dude, the sun has killed, killed my brain, I'm thinking. Um, Big sun. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope this hurricane doesn't cause that level of damage. Uh, I mean, you always see teams that come from places that have disasters and end up playing what better with the morale of the city. Um, I, if I'm a Saints fan, I'm not rooting for this hurricane to, to destroy my city, no matter how bad I want to win the Super Bowl. Um, so... I mean, I think the Saints are going to be better than most people are pegging them. I do buy into the Jameis hype, um, but I just I don't I don't want to root for a hurricane take. I'm not rooting for the hurricane. It's happening already. You can't stop the weather. Yeah, but I I'm hoping that it's not going to be a Katrina level disaster. I said that it's not going to be. Yeah, but okay, Pam. Katrina, uh, le- Katrina <laughs> level. Sorry, Katrina level gets you a Super Bowl. This is not Katrina level. Just this is division Katrina. title level? That's still pretty okay. bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. And if we go go back and do some history and find out tra- tragedy level versus city championships and find the linear equation there. Um, I agree with you in the sense that I think the Saints are going to be better than people think just because Jameis is a top three MVP candidate. 
Um, I don't think they win the division. I do, however, think that they they have a chance. I haven't made my mind up yet of who's getting the last spot in my playoffs in the NFC, but they are one of the teams that I'm considering, and I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to put them in. So you, but you don't think that devastation makes teams better? No. If that was Oh, that was the, the ultimate take? Yeah, well, I mean, essentially, I'm, I'm just mean, saying that they're going to win the division because of it. It's happened a couple times, I guess. Boston bombing and Katrina. No, Katrina was like 06. They won in 09. They were still really. They were like still they reeling. won during Katrina, yeah. That was like a huge storyline. Right, but I'm pretty sure Katrina was 06. I can look it up. Yeah, but it took literally a decade to rebuild the city after that. No, I agree. It's still not rebuilt. I mean, like, you can look at, like, the Yankees. Didn't the Yankees... What did the Yankees do in 01? How far did they make it? They lost to the Diamondbacks. In the series, right? Yeah. Also, Hurricane Katrina was 05. Saints won in 09. I think it it correlates there. So, four years from now... <laughs> the Saints win the Super Bowl in four years. Lock it in. Game is at the helm. Tucker, any thoughts on this? That's the take. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, in terms of like the disasters cause championships, I do kind of agree. It like adds a little bit of extra oomph on it. I don't know. I think it like pushes teams, but uh. In terms of just the idea of the Bucks winning the division, I don't Saints really buy it. Bucks. I think no, the Saints. Sorry, the Saints. You guys yeah, are no, you guys are all over the yeah, map. I, no, I'm it's sorry. because I was going to say the Bucks. I just don't see them being the Bucks. The Bucks basically kept everyone. The Saints got weaker. The Bucks stayed the same Super Bowl level team. Yeah, but they didn't have um, a massive hurricane on. Hello? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't get behind this. <laughs> you two are like, you got you guys got to start drinking water. The sun really fried your brains. You guys got to start drinking some more water. I have three bottles of water in my bed right now. Okay. Uh, all right. Tucker, what should take? Um, all right. I am going to lose another wasted take full because I won't drop a big name or anything. My ways to take is about Jamar Chase. Oh, Tucker, this is almost my one. I almost had Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase is an absolute NFL bust. I'm saying it right now. He will never be anything in the NFL. See ya. I'm just, I'm not buying into him. He's had five targets the entire preseason. Do you know what happened on those five targets? Four drops. Four drops. I just lost. Can't handle the NFL, you know. And I mean, I don't like. I don't like him from the start. The guy sat out his last season of football to get ready. That's not a guy that loves football. That guy sat out. I love that take. Like, he sat out his last, yeah, no, you see, sit out your last season. You don't love the game of football, and what do you know? You come back a sloppy mess. You can't even catch a football anymore. It's because he's not, and he's not football ready. You can go and scrimmage in a backyard, I mean, on fields, and just take passes while no one's there. But then you got defenses on you, 
what do you know? You choke under the pressure because you're not used to it anymore because for the first time in your life, you didn't play football for a year. Jamar Chase, bust. Okay, so remember at the beginning of the episode I said I had two takes? My second mm-hmm. take was Jamar Chase is going to go down as one of the worst draft picks of all time. Um, the reason being, you could have got some good linemen there. I think Panay Sewell is going to be an absolute monster in this league for a long time. And you chose to reunite the duo and bring bring in a receiver instead of getting your help for your offensive line. God forbid Joe Burrow goes down this year. Um, yeah, this guy's a bust. He's a bum. Um, Dylan, you must have, if you like this take, you're having pretzel brain because this is the guy that you've ridden since the draft. I know. Well, you, I never rid him. I don't know anything about him. You said he's going to be your rookie of the year at one point. That was a take. Did you I made. say that? Yeah. Just to stick with your guy. Oh, oh, just stick with, yes, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's just early, early, uh, onset jitters, you know? I mean, he's just, he's just getting a, he's just getting a feel for the game. So. Um, Maybe it, balls will happen. That's football. Uh, he's got his good pal Joe Burrow um, s- slinging and dealing. Um, so I'm going. This is just the preseason. It doesn't matter. These are practice games. He sat out season last year. Those were also practice. Those are practice for the practice games. He didn't even feel like he needed <laughs> to play them. Um, there is something to be said that maybe he's just getting warmed up after sitting out, and he will end up being good. But I like to think he's a bust because. I think it's funny. That's always a fun story. Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that one just because, you know what, should have played. Cam? That's true, Taco. So, one, I've actually heard he's been having a bad training camp as well, so it's not just the game. I heard he starts in practice. So, I want him to be good, but I don't think he's going to be good for the same reasons I want him to be good. Now, I know that doesn't make sense, but bear with me. I had a fantasy draft. Um with some friends from down here in Florida. It was on Thursday. Now, I have been in this league. This is going on my fourth year, so I've been in the league three years, one every year. I'm very humble. I don't really get in anyone's face about it. This year, I decided, you know what? I'm the best. I'm just going to destroy everyone. And I was a menace in the chat. I was mean. I was rude. I was lethal. Draft comes up. I dropped a pretty good squad, in my humble opinion. Um, I like my team. And then karma starts starts knocking on my door. J.K. Dobbins, my fourth pick, out for the season. Raheem Mostert tweaks his back in practice, leaves practice. T.Y. Hilton, despite him being on my bench, he's out for a few weeks at the beginning of the season. All this happened within the last three days. And Jamar Chase also drafted him continued to prove that he was terrible when he dropped a wide open screen in the game yesterday. So because he's on my fantasy team, I will hundred percent agree he's a bust and anyone on my team that you want to make a take about being bad this year, go for it. Including Alvin Kamara who is on my team and probably quitting football after the season because he's doesn't like football. He's moving to the mountains. He'll ski. Okay. I, I, I remembered that's a loser I had for, I thought of it hours ago. Totally forgot it. Loser. Alan Kamara probably going to play this year. So loser for camp. I know. I said he would play this year. Did you? He did say that. He said after this pretty year. Sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure I said after this year, he's going to have a year without. He's going to have three. one more. Yeah. You yeah. did say that. Okay. All right. Maybe I was wrong. I apologize. Um, he's going to the mountains soon. The mounds are coming. <laughs> All right. They're calling. That's wasted take. You can hear the Ricola guy on top of the mountain. 
at the peak. Um, all right, big big news story of the day: the fight. Did anybody watch it besides me? I didn't even know. Uh, I fell asleep during it. All right, I'll break it down for you. So, the undercard was pretty good. There's this one girl fighter that was like the co-main event. Amanda Serrano, I think is her name. Just a yeah. absolute beast. Nuts. Just just absolutely just boxed this girl to hell for Did she end rounds. up knocking her out? Nope. Just just beat her oh. down. She had her at the end, though. They, they only have two-minute rounds for the women. If she had three-minute rounds, she would have killed her. Um, but it was good on the Mexican girl. She stayed in there. I forgot her name. Yami Leth Mercado. That's her name. Um she put up a good. She stayed in there, but she just got rocked the entire time. I don't know if she landed any punches, but the other undercards were, were all right. Uh, there were some good fights, but Jake Paul comes out, and you could tell that he had been training in boxing. You know, he's a boxer. He boxed Tyron Woodley really well. Uh, just kind of moved around, got uh, some good combinations in. Uh, didn't really take any damage for the first three rounds of the fight. Tyron Woodley was just taking his time, being really patient, just waiting for his opening. I think in the fourth round, he rocked Jake Paul. Uh, all, would have knocked him down if not for the ropes. And then for the rest of the fight, Jake was on his back foot. He was exhausted. He's never fought more than two rounds. Um, so he was absolutely gassed. And Tyron, Tyron, the reason Tyron Woodley, I did have Jake Paul winning the fight. I know it was kind of controversial. I had Jake Paul uh, in a unanimous is what I thought it was going to be. Tyron did win one of the judges. Um, they kept saying on the broadcast they were inexperienced judges, but... I uh, guess that doesn't matter. Um, the reason being, Tyron just didn't didn't push in on him. He was really patient and just sat back and didn't go after him when he had him on his back foot. He just kept waiting for his opportunity. He landed some really good punches, won a few rounds. But at the end of the day, I mean, Jake hit more significant rounds and stuff like that. So um, I hated it. I wanted Tyron really to kill him. I hate Jake Paul openly. Not a fan. I think he's a giant douche. Um even, and now, apparently, he's retired. Uh, he said so after the fight last night. He was like, I think I'm just going to take some time to figure out who I am, and then I'll get back in the gym when I'm ready. And then Tyron was like, I want a rematch. And he said, all right, get a re- if you get a tattoo, I'll get I'll do a rematch for you. And But today, he said, uh, like, like an hour ago, said, retired boxer. This kid's a fraud, dude. i just so sick of him fighting washed-up people that don't know how to box. I want him to fight a real professional boxer. And see what happens to him. He he's not good. He boxed better than Tyron Woodley, who has never boxed four in his life. So, I mean, I hate Jake Paul. I, it was a miserable night. I wanted to see him die, but he didn't. Um, Tucker. Uh yeah. I mean, my take on this is like I don't like Jake Paul. What he's doing is genius marketing, and oh, I yeah. highly respect everything. Like I can hate him. And also very much respected. I mean, because he's constantly ticking off more boxes. Because the first time he boxed an athlete in Nate Robinson. The second time he boxed, and then they said, take a fighter on. And he said, okay. And he fought a fighter that couldn't strike. And then they said, oh, you need to fight a striker. And so he fought that. Like, he's constantly going higher every fight. I will say I respect respect his fighting belt. It's someone he knows he can beat. Like, he's not really taking fights that he doesn't think he can win. Like, if you put him up against a professional boxer anywhere near his weight class, yes, he'd beat the shit out of him. But that's, I mean, his whole thing is selling fucking tickets, and the guy's doing it like no one I've seen do it. 
I mean, in terms of like a Disney Channel star just making 20, probably like somewhere in the, I mean, tens of millions of dollars each time he fights. The guy's doing what he's doing right. So, I mean, I respect, I like I said, he, <coughs> he outboxed Woodley. I, he's a better fighter than I thought he was. He knows how to box. He's just like an amateur yeah, boxer. Yeah, no, he's tra- I mean, he's been training for years and also for like a year and a half now. Like, there's Three no years. doubt that he has some skill. Yeah, no, he knows how to but, box. My whole thing is, I think this is like, this is bringing more, t- it's weird for the sport of boxing, right? Because it's bringing more attention to the sport of boxing. But the the biggest draws now are these shitty fights with people who don't know how to box. It's like these, the I, it just frustrates the hell out of me because I do agree he's he's very smart how he handles this stuff. He's not really retired. I mean, that's BS. He's just trying no, to get the hype up for his next absolute fight. absolute move. And yeah. every single fighter retires now. Conor McGregor has retired like eight times. Um, so it's just the, just a ploy. And I just, I can't stand it. I do, he's not a real boxer. And it and it just frustrates me that bo- the eye of boxing is on this guy who would get absolutely trounced by a bet a bunch of amateur fighters too. So I don't know, uh, Dell. Yeah, it's amazing. You you're talking like all like the most hype out of a boxing event in years goes to this guy who's equivalent of me going and watching a single-A baseball game in Troy, New York. And it being like the World Series. Yeah, it's unbelievable the way this has been able to play out for the guy. And I've said it, and we all have said it, and we've said it from the beginning. Um, It's an unbelievable marketing ploy by this guy. He knows how social media works better than anybody else. He knows how money works. Plus, if you think about it, he probably has a better chance of find, finding fights than the actual like pro-level top-tier boxers because he can bring in so much cash for these whoever the hell he decides he wants to fight with. You think Woodley or, or Robinson would have not taken the fight? Because, like, of course they're going to take the, take a fight. I mean, Millions of dollars. I would, I would let him beat the shit out of me for an the hour. most money they've ever made in a life. Exactly. He said it, every single person this is the biggest payday they've ever had. Yeah, so, I mean, I would go in there with only one arm if, if I could make all, all that money. It would be ridiculous to not take the, take the and deal. And plus, why? they're going to let him probably win, <laughs> too. Like, <laughs> he has, the, he has the, the pull, so he has the ability to basically just dictate the show. Plus, a lot... A lot of these amateur kind of celebrity fights are kind of, you go in there, you get tossed around, you don't get big hits, and then everybody kind of knows what the rule is, then you get paid. I mean, the biggest reason why they're making so much more money is that these events aren't put on by a boxing commission or anything like that. It's put on by an individual. Yeah. And so guess what? They can pay them more than anyone else will pay them. Due to the fact that it's just one guy's money. It's not like this guy has the money. He can split it out like evenly if he wants to. He's not just like lining some fucking millionaire's pocket. And so he can do whatever he wants. I just don't understand like, who so likes you this can guy. get these huge names. You can just be like, hey, whatever. Like, you can get 10% of ticket sales. 
Well, I, I don't understand who likes this guy. Why do people like this guy? Like what he's like he he gave some bullcrap speech last night. He's like, "Don't be a bully. I was a bully." Like, shut up. You were probably the he was probably the biggest bully in the world in high school. Uh, I can't stand him. I really can't. I think he's a giant douche. Um, I mean, but that's I but think it's that's still what draws tickets. crowds. You yeah, you it. hate him. If you didn't have feelings towards Jake Paul, you wouldn't have watched the fight last night. Correct. I watched, but I did, I didn't put money in his pocket, so I don't want to talk yeah, about no, that. I, I don't want to go I into that. But, but uh, <laughs> someone. But did. I mean, yeah. There's oh, if I had no way to Jake watch Paul. it, if I had no way to watch it other than to pay the pay per view, and I had the capital to just throw money away like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it. No way. I would just yeah, check on Twitter for results. There's plenty of people that will, and then also that's what I don't now understand. He's throwing in like he has a championship fight on this card with uh, Cerrone. Like so, even the boxing purists are like, "Oh, I won't watch. I won't pay for Jake Paul. We want to watch a title bout." That girl know? was sick. She got a she got a new fan out of me in that fight. Exactly. That's, that was like, sick. I mean. He now is drawing a crowd. Like, I mean, he had, didn't he have Tyson Fury on that card? Yeah, uh, no, or, it was somebody. Yeah, whatever the brother. Yeah, who was like a celebrity? He's Tyson Fury's brother, and he's also apparently from a team. I think he's from like Love Island too. So like, he's drawing a bunch of different crowds into this these fights. Cam, we've boxed you out. Boxed you out of this conversation. Any, anything to add? I just think it's not worth talking about. I think it's stupid. I didn't watch it. I didn't care to pull up the stream. I just, at the very end, when I saw people texting about it, I looked up the highlights. Um, it's kind of what I do with every fight. The only ones I actually care about, I guess, are like Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, big one, back when Connor and Floyd would fight. Um, I don't know, Jake Paul just doesn't do it for me. Neither of them are, like, professionals, like you guys said. Um, obviously, Woodley is, is, but not in boxing. So, it's just, he's a boxer that isn't, like, good compared to other boxers, but he's taking people from other sports and just giving them a lot of money and then being able to beat them. Um, just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super interested in it. I know people who are and would pay for the pay-per-view, even if, you know, if they didn't have a, another way to watch it. And it doesn't really make sense to me. Me neither. I, I All right. The other big event of the night last night, final preseason game, uh, and we had the Waste It Takes teams squaring off. Patriots-Giants. Patriots end up getting a win. Um, the My big takeaways from the game were, I said earlier, Giants were tough to see. I mean, obviously, like I said, still preseason, but I would not be very excited about that performance last night if I was a Giants fan. The other thing is um, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones looked good, looked confident. Uh, Cam Cam Newton started with the starters and then did two drives through one pass for 10 yards and then a pick and then came out. All the starters came out. And then Mac Jones took over and looked very sharp, delivered a dart for his first first touchdown pass in the preseason. And then at the end of the game, uh, Bill Belichick was asked, who's your starter? He said, I don't know. Two weeks ago, he said, Cam Newton's our starter. So Mac Jones has made enough of a case for himself to at least be considered for that week one job. 
Um, and I think it's because of this COVID thing. Like I said, I think I was right. So um, there was before the COVID thing with Cam. He's our starter. After the COVID thing, I don't know. Seems like a weird coincidence to me. But Cam, your thoughts on the game and your team. And then the, the boys, I want to hear their thoughts on Mac, if they saw any of the highlights or anything. All right. Thoughts. Offense line. Horrible, disgusting. Andrew Thomas out of all the linemen last year. That's who we went with. At number six, I think Tristan Wirtz on the board. Uh, not, not the Big Ten lineman. That always, every Big Ten lineman ever is always good. No, I don't want him. Alabama lineman. How about Jedrick Wills? No, I don't want him. Oh, okay. How about Mekhi Becton? Just absolute huge guy. Killed everyone. No, I'll take Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Sick. All the other guys were absolute studs last year. <sighs> anyway, um, traded for an offensive lineman today. So maybe he makes somewhat of an impact and we can get that, you know, figured out. Other than that, uh, defensive line looked good. We got a couple sacks in, so I was excited about that. Um, coverage was okay. I'm not too worried about that because I think we're still mixing a lot of different guys in in our defensive backfield so we don't have a set lineup yet danny jones he continues to make me hate him even <laughs> when i don't want to because he played outstanding really he played so well that one he touchdown played. he threw was nice yeah no he throws he throws it well and then other times he throws it so not well it it hurts the, that 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 interception was one of the craziest that I can't believe he did that. I have no idea what the thought process was. I'm thinking I tweeted about it that he just he didn't want to throw that ball because he didn't want to show off that you know he's he's good enough to throw that touchdown. So he wants to make everyone think he's he's bad. And I agree. With, I I completely understand why he would have done that. If that's the case. But I'm not out on the Giants. I think. As of yesterday, they're like an eight and nine team. I think we've got to get up to a ten and seven level. We're going to make a case this year. Uh, uh, there was another play where he had his running back wide open over the middle, and he just held onto it for a sack for no reason. So there is definitely some things he needs to work on. What he didn't fumble? What does his record need to be for him to keep his job next year? Next, oh, his overall record this year. Yeah, I don't think the record matter, matters. I think he needs to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, if he goes 10-7 and seven and they don't make the playoffs, eh, no, I think he needs to make the playoffs where he's going. Okay. Uh, Tucker, did you watch any of the Mac Jones stuff? I watched highlights. Unfortunately, I was driving home during the game. Um, but, I mean, I think both teams are playing – I mean, both guys are playing well, Mac and Cam, which sucks. I mean, it just puts you in a spot where you don't really want to be in when both guys are playing well because it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for Mac to get the job, but there's a solid case for why Cam deserves it. But what I do love about Cam Newton is how much of a team guy he is. Like, did you see the uh, highlight of him just chasing Mac down the sidelines to give him a high five? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a guy that I believe, even if he doesn't get a job, he will be the ultimate mentor. I just, I love Cam Newton in that role just because he is so positive. 
He's such a positive locker room presence. I really, even if he's not our starting quarterback, I think he's a huge addition to our team. Um, Just he's that kind of guy you want back there yeah, in the locker room. I agree. I mean, I love to see it. I like I've said this whole time. I don't dislike Cam as a person, as a teammate, and as a leader, as anything I've seen. Other than I dislike him as a football player. I think he stinks at football. Um, but. I'm just worried that when he loses that job, it's going to be harder. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't blame him if it was harder to be a leader on that team if you're sitting on the bench and you're watching a kid take your job and you lose yours and you're out on your ass the next year. Um, but I think it might be harder for him, and I just hope he can accept that role if it's given to him. I think he can. I think he can, but we'll see. Uh, what do you think about Bill not naming a starter? Do you think that's trending um, back? I think it's probably – I mean, I just think that's – what Bill was going to do regardless. I mean, he said Cam two yeah, weeks ago. You guys. Yeah, no, actually, you're right. It does trend a little bit, Mac. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I guess Matt Nagy did that where, you know, regardless of whatever happens, he was going to start Andy Dolan at QB. But I think that there's definitely still questions on who should be the starter of this team. Like, you have to earn that position. And both guys have put up a good fight. It's unfair to just give it to one right away. Let them fight it out. I mean, I know that the preseason's almost over, but I don't know. Let's see what happens there. And um, I think, you know what, either way, I'm not super upset. I've said that, like, I'm happy when people sit for a little bit before they start QBs, before they start as NFL QBs. So max sitting, I don't hate. I think Cam has shown that he's still a viable option at quarterback. Uh, and we just have to see what will happen. Dale, your thoughts on it? I, th- I mean, I think Mac Jones is already better than Cam Newton. Uh, it's like I watch Cam Newton play, and there's moments of, like, uh, the, the sunshine comes through the clouds, and you get a piece of that MVP caliber player. And then there's times, most of the times, where he throws the ball and you're like, did he just throw that with his off hand? It, 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 it's like, and I know he's had shoulder injuries um, and, and he might be better this year than he was last year. But even in the preseason, it still just looks funny. Um there's like, like when he steps into a throw, it's okay. When he's doing something else that's not like, I don't know, perfectly lined up for him, then it, it just doesn't look great. And I think that Mac is the fact that he's comparable or even better just proves to me that he should probably be playing. Um, but like we've said the past couple of weeks with like Tuck and I have agreed on it, it just becomes a, a question of is it more beneficial to have the kid watch and learn at the beginning for a little bit than just go straight ahead right into it um, kind of blind and then, you know, learning as he's playing. Um, I think that's a decision that's on Bill's shoulders and the fact that he is not set in stone. I don't think that he would ever be set in stone. I think he's a big... Uh, um, I think, like Tuck said, it was his goal to not be set in stone. But he's a, he's a big competitive guy, so if he can like, you know, get competitiveness out of these two guys to see, you know, that inter squad, um, uh, what's the word, 
competition between the two. Um, I think that's better for everybody. It's exciting to see, though. What I like, it's competition but camaraderie at the same time. Yeah. It's not like these two guys are, like, going at it. I mean, Mac is constantly talking about how great of a leader Cam is. Cam's talking about how much, like, he likes, like, how well Mac's playing. Like, these are two guys that aren't – I mean, I think that's what's great about having this old, young dynamic is that Cam – like, and Cam is honestly very mature in this way in the fact that he understands Max's replacement in the long term. Like, he understands this isn't his team for five years. He's like, I'm going to fight for my spot this year. I'm going to be a great teammate. I'm going to do all that. But I don't think he believes that New England's going to be a long-time home for him. So I I just – I really like how they're playing, how they're doing everything. And you also don't know, um, you know, where opportunity knocks, right? So, I, like – you know, myself, I've been in similar situations in sports and I've lost the role at the beginning, but then you find your place somewhere else and, you know, you were fighting with somebody, but you're still like really good friends with them. And it's, it's, a, that's a good thing. So I, um, he was the highest rated rookie of the preseason, uh, rookie QB of the preseason out of all the guys taken with a 92.2 grade. And watching him last night, I, have said starting week five after that that uh, Buccaneers game, uh, that's out the window for me. I want him to start week one. I think it's time. He looked really good the other night. He looks confident. Uh, get him with the starters too. Hasn't played with the starters yet. Hasn't played against starters. Hasn't played with them either. So I think I think it's time. Let him go. I think you're gonna. You, you might as well try to win with him now. Okay. Um, list guys. We had a a uh, quick decision here during the show. We're doing school subjects. So do we want to count Jim? Does that count? It should. Yeah, I say yes. I think it should be a classroom I'm subject. Not, I'm fine with not counting. It's that. absolutely a subject. Though. Can we agree that it's all everybody's one and then just do six it's, to two? It, that's why I'm saying that's boring. We, we should just do <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Jim yeah. shouldn't count. It should be like sit down, homework, class subjects. Well. Okay. Well, okay. in class. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have Are we doing grade school? Like in any school. school. Maybe not college. Kindergarten through twelfth grade. Through 12th grade. I like that. Yes. Alright. Uh Tucker, lead it off. What's your number five? Oh no, no. Not taking number. Not going first here. I have not finished my list. I got my list if you need me to go. I'm going off the cuff. I didn't even Alright, Cam, you start. Alright, so I do have a list that does not include Jim, though Jim would be my number one. Number five, I'm going anatomy. Um, partially because I, we just had a great teacher, our anatomy teacher, um, my senior year. It was Ms. Kaminsky. Shout out, Ms. Kaminsky. Um, also, I'm a big memorization guy. So that class was very easy for me. I actually took a uh, dual enrollment class at BCC, so I missed that class half the week, and I still got an easy A in that. It was pretty much all just memorizing bones and muscles and everything like that. Um, a lot of the assignments were very, you know, make a video that's a play on words and make it funny and, you know, cringy, and you'll get an A, and I love that stuff. 
I um, hate that stuff. I was always so good at that. I think Trey was probably good at that too. Um, so, dang, speaking of that, we had a film class in eighth grade with Miss Gray. I was just about to say that. Yeah, so anatomy out the window. I'm going to film and number five. <laughs> made a, uh, a film of a reenactment of the Titanic. Um, played that for a lot of people. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen it, but uh, I was Rose. It was a good old time. So we mentioned that on the pod before. When we reviewed. What was that, Trey? We mentioned the Titanic thing on the pod before when we reviewed Titanic. <laughs> I think I did, yeah. Um, all right. My number five, I'm going to go with Spanish. Now, this is a weird one because Spanish, I didn't particularly like learning it. Um, I struggled with it for a long time. I still struggle speaking. I can't conjugate on the fly. It's just something my brain can't do. Um, but it has been extremely useful after high school. In college, I had to take a couple of language classes. I took Spanish uh, one and two again, like basically one and two from high school. The easiest classes I took in college because everything came right back. And I was in a class with a bunch of stupid linemen that didn't know how to speak Spanish. And uh, I was just speaking circles around these people. Teacher loved me. Um, I also can pick up some things when I'm walking by. I hear someone speaking Spanish. I can pick some things up. I'm watching a movie. Somebody speaks Spanish. I can pick some things up. When we watched, uh, what's that weird movie with the Pan's Labyrinth? They were doing that in Spanish. I understood a lot of what they were saying. If I closed my eyes and didn't read the subtitles, I could pick up like every third word, fourth word. I know Cam's a big Spanish guy. Uh, I never went on the trip, which I think probably would have vaulted it up in my uh, rankings. But Cam's a big Spanish guy, and I just think Spanish is pretty useful. So that's my number five. Dill? Uh, this is hard for me. Um, uh, number five, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with AP English in 11th grade with my good pal, uh, Dr. Irving. Uh, it was the only English class I ever liked. Aside from this class, English was the worst and most pointless subject of all the subjects ever created. Um, this class, we learned about logic and we learned about like how to, uh, you know, formulate arguments and like create, um, you know, uh, if you if you were going to do an opening speech for, say, a court trial, like stuff like that, um, it taught me a lot about how to, you know, write scientifically, which has helped me more probably in, in work than some of my, like, science classes where we had to write endless lab reports. So I'm going AP English. Also, Dr. Irving was hilarious. He was one of the funniest teacher I've ever had, would just rip on people for saying stupid answers. He'd be like, no, you you are just, like, dumb. Like, that's just not even close to right. Um, so, props to that guy, R.I.P., one of my favorite teachers. Tucker. He is the, he is the, uh, yeah. yeah, he yeah. passed away. Number five, <laughs> I have band. Oh, band class. I was never any good at. Maybe one of the worst band kids I've ever seen in my life. Gave me one solo in a concert, forgot to play. It was playing Angry Birds on my phone. Uh, during the concert. So I, concert? During the, the concert. concert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I was I was an all time slacker in band. I'm proud of it. Uh, they even 
gave me an upgrade to the baritone saxophone. I don't know why. I guess I thought I'd step up. Didn't. Didn't at all. But you know what? It was oh, I never didn't have fun in band class. So, band my number five class. Uh, Cam. Muted. Number four, I'm going Woodshop. Um, Gary Miller, terrific guy. Um, another guy who just speaks his mind, swears in class, has no problem yelling at you. Um, so he was always a, a great teacher. I was never good at Woodshop. Everything always came out crooked, and it sucks because you only get one grade. You make one thing for the the quarter, and then he, Miller just looks at it and goes, "That's a B plus up." I'm like, "Well, I'd like an A minus." And he'd be like, "Why should you get an A minus? There's this, 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 this." And be like, "You know what? It's a B plus for me, I guess." And that was it. But I kind of like that grading style a little bit. Like, you got one chance for the whole quarter. And, you know, don't mess it up. But also, it was kind of a study all period. It was cool. If you needed to, you know, do some other work, you could do that. Um, and then the TAs were always usually pretty cool. And Dan Pig, shout out Dan. Um, Woodshop number four. Um, my number four is also Woodshop, Cam. Um, I love Woodshop. Uh, really fun class. I'd like to, uh, I agree that Mr. Miller is a legend. I'd like to apologize for all the grief I gave him in high school. Woodshop was always a class I had with a group of guys that I just got along with and had a lot of fun with from the time I started taking it in like ninth grade onwards. Always had a good crew in there. I know Peyton Schiff and I were in that class a lot. Used to really mess around with Miller. One time I stole his cookies. Uh, Matt Fenton and I stole his cookies out of his cabinet. Almost got murdered. He almost put me on the saw. Uh, Also cut into my thumb once in Woodshop. Or no, my... One of my fingers. I mean, oh yeah, my left middle finger cut into it. Had to couldn't suit up for a football game that night because of it. Uh, but I wasn't gonna play anyways. But I had a I had a lot of fun and I got pretty good at it too. Uh, my senior year, I made some group projects for the school that are still there today. Those benches when you first walk in that they like you can lift up the seat and that's where they put their like lost and found stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I helped make those. I helped made a bench that went down. Um, at Morris Elementary, that I, I think is still there. Um, so I got pretty good at wood, and I really enjoyed it. So what's my number four? Trace got pretty good wood, yep. Um, so <laughs> num- number four for me, um, I'm kind of going the same lines, but not really. I'm going all of the CAD-ish classes that I t- took with Cote. I couldn't stand those. That's so bad. Uh, oh, um, I was hated. I, I was hated by Cote. I'm grouping those all together. Uh, there was CAD. We're used to just, you know, like here's a spreadsheet or a packet. Uh, make this little doohickey on whatever program. Or we would use like Google SketchUp and screw around and make wood frames of our houses and like do little like animation tours through our furnished houses and stuff like that. Um, I'm including the robotics class in this as well because that was always fun. Um Build your little robot, make it do little tasks. Um, so all of that was a good uh, class for me to like enjoy, but not, no, I don't have homework, and like I could kind of take a break from all the other classes. So I'm cat at four. Love that stuff. Talk applied math. 
I am going with another legend of a teacher for number four. Uh, probably not. I don't think it'll be on anyone else's list. But I have AP Environmental Science. I didn't take that with class. With so Miss Lebach. Therefore, I won't. One of the wildest classes I've ever been in. Um, I mean, just you never knew what to expect with her. Like there were some days where I'd be like, "Hey, I'm having, I'm confused with this question on a test," and she'd just tell me the answer in the middle of a test. Give me the answer. Uh, gave me 20 extra points on test once because I drew a picture of Elmo. That woman loved and Elmo. took away 10 points from a kid once because she thought he was kissing up because he drew a picture of Elmo on his test. So she just liked you. And I, it was just, but it was random. There were days she hated me. <laughs> I mean, and then the like conversations she'd have in class were just lies. I mean, she would just make up stories by herself. She told us a lot of times she got bit by a snake while on a river and was in a coma for six months. I mean, it was just a class where, like, it was just an old lady that just made up things, and it was absolutely electric. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, you just never knew what to expect on any given day in that class. So, yeah. I can agree. Yeah, so she number four, AP Environmental Science, because it was a legitimate crazy person teaching it. Cam, three. Alright, number three. Also, Mitchell Bach, um, famous for eating the whole apple. She would eat everything. No, that was that. No, Miss Bach. 100% Doc. 100% Doc. Doc, I also gave both, a lot of flack. Both, both interesting. Um, outdoor leadership is my number three. I don't know if any of you guys took that class. It was with Miss um, I did not know that was turn. offered. It was. Did you, have, did you have to like tie knots? Power losers and cams. You lost. And we went on. Can you guys? Nope. Nope. Can you hear me now? Yeah. A little bit. All right. So it was an alternative to gym. Uh, we would go on bike rides. We go on hikes. We would cook in the woods. We go snowshoeing. Um, it's pretty cool. Not a huge nature guy. But uh, Miss B was a good teacher to have for it. And, yeah, a lot of field trips out of it. So that was always fun. Got to miss a lot of stuff. Outdoor leadership number two. If anything was an alternative to gym, I'm against it. Because gym is the best class. But yeah. We're not counting that. So, fair enough. Um, all right. My number three is going to be English. Dylan, I disagree with you. I think English is valuable. Uh, no. I like words. I like reading. I've read some great books in English, uh, specifically in 10th and 11th grade. I remember that's when I really started to like, understand that English was kind of a strong subject for me. Um, it wasn't hard either. All you had to do was read. Uh, a lot of kids didn't, especially I didn't get into the honors like English track until sophomore year. So like. I was in class with some kids that just didn't read and you could tell and it made me seem like a genius because I did read. Uh, easy classes. I mean, writing was not my favorite, but I, I think it prepared me a lot for life because I do have to write a lot now. And uh, I think being able to write well is a really, really good skill to have. Um, you don't want to sound uneducated, blah, 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 stuff like that. So, And I always seem to like my English teachers, no matter who they were, I kind of got along with them. Maybe not so much in middle school. 
but in high school, uh, I got along with my English teachers. Um, so is that just a hit at Ben's mom? No, I never had Lisa. No, I had Miss McDonald two years because she didn't teach us because she didn't want to teach Ben, right? Or she didn't she didn't teach one class. I don't remember. I don't remember. I did not have Ben's mom. Uh, I would have loved to have Ben's mom. She sure would have been probably way better for me. But uh, yeah, going English three. Bill. Um, quick thing on English. I did have Miss McDonald for two years, but halfway through it. Eighth grade, I switched because she like was being really like weird to me about like comparing me to my sister, and I was like, I don't want you to teach me anymore. Plus, she almost killed me one time. She gave me a glow stick that was faulty, and it splashed into my eyes when I cracked it, and I thought I was going blind. Oh, that fell onto the ground, just in pain (laughs) in the back of the room. Everybody thought I was having a heart attack. You get a lot of bad things in your eyes, man. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's what caused. Is that when you stop seeing color? I think so. Um, is it my turn? Yes, you're number three. Okay, number three for me. I'm gonna go. I'm following suit with Tucker. I'm going AP Environmental Science. There we go. Um, I I was thinking about this, and I had it at three or four, but it's gonna slide into three. Um. As Tuck said, Miss LeBach was like, she actually had lost significant brain function, I believe, while she was Let's like. Let's hope she doesn't listen to the show or any of her relatives. Like, like she, she might not be alive. Jesus she, Christ, I guys. Think, come on. No, like, honestly, it, it progressed as the, as the year went on. It I did. Was, and it was her last year. And it was her. Yeah. Um, we, like, there was one point where she was just, like, putting on movies. Like, we just watched Wally for a week. Much Wally, Lorax, bunch of other ones. She probably just um, mailed it in. She probably wasn't going crazy. She just mailed it in. No, she I, was going crazy. Too. I think initially there was a lot of mailing, but then she forgot all the addresses, and then it was just it was banana land from there. So, um, I just vividly remember because we because we would have it. I think early in the morning, maybe it was the second class. Every single day, she had no idea when the class ended because we did that rotating schedule and Mm -hmm. just could not for the life of her figure out which day was the double day, which day we didn't have class. It was a a mess every single day, um, scheduling everything out, but didn't learn a single thing, but I think everybody in the class got a very good grade on the AP. <laughs> well, Dill, do you not remember the so end of easy. that year? Do you not remember the end of that year when we found out we were on like chapter six with like a, a month to go out of yeah. like 30 chapters? Yeah, and so we, we just started like one kid had to research, read the chapter on their own and teach the class the chapter every day for a full month because she just forgot to teach for the entire year. You couldn't figure out the schedule. She couldn't figure out the schedule and just didn't teach the book. And so we taught each other the last 24 chapters in, like, 20 classes. It probably helped. It probably did because, like, we learned all the information so quickly that, like, it was all fresh in our mind. (laughs) But it was just a terrible teaching strategy of just waiting for the last month and just cramming it. Miss LeBach, an an enigma. Talk number three. My number three, I have 
history. I put history at my number three. I was a big history guy in school. I mean, it definitely was my favorite subject, but I always enjoyed it. And on top of that, I felt like I've never had a bad history teacher. History just felt like a class where the teacher was always cool and they always like, I don't know. And it was one class where like I was interested in reading about the subject. Like I, I never wanted to read in English. I never wanted to read for anything else. But for history, I was always very willing and like almost excited. Like, I don't know when we were like learning about subjects, I like loved it. Absolutely loved it. Would even do some research on the side in my free time. So yeah, I put history up at number three. Cam, number two. Let's try to move quickly, gentlemen. Yeah, number two, I'm going drama. Um, I think maybe Dylan maybe took drama. I don't remember. I did. Um, love drama. Love Ralph. Basically a study hall or whatever you wanted it to be, really. You could just do whatever in that class. Say something random and Ralph would be like, ah, oh, yes. Perfect. Let's do that. That might be brilliant. And uh, a lot of fun was in two musicals in high school. Don't think that class helped at all, but it was just somewhere to get away and you know mess around a little bit. Drama number two. Uh, my number two is going to be band. I always had a good time in band. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the concerts. I enjoyed drumming. I've always liked drumming since I was a kid. Haven't done it basically since high school, but uh, I remember we did one concert where we all had stand-up drums. And we played Coldplay, and that bopped. That was the best concert we ever did. Everything sounded really good, and the songs were really fun to play. Always had good songs, too, and got some great trips. Got to go to musicals in New York. Always a trip I look forward to at the end of the year with band. So that's my number two. Bill? Number two for me, I'm also going band. Uh, played the trumpet. Uh, looking back on my list, I'm an absolute nerd, and I love it. Uh, band number two. Um, I was off and on in the band train throughout high school. I did it fifth grade through middle school. I forget which years I did or didn't do it. I did one year, like half the year, just because I could never get it to fit in my schedule with all the science classes I was taking. Um, but uh, I always had fun going there. I usually had it in the morning or I would like do it during my lunch. I would like eat lunch for like five minutes and then just put all of it right into the trumpet um, right afterwards. So that was always a good time. Uh, always sat relatively close to Tucker. Could always hear when he was off key. And uh, I don't think I was ever on key. <laughs> and, uh, and Trey was always at the back slamming on the... Oh, we had uh, so much group. fun. We were in the back of the class. You guys actually had to pay yeah. attention to Cade. We just messed around the whole time. I, mean, I, I like playing too. I did not spend any attention to Cade. Trumpets always, for whatever reason, I just lucked out because I just chose the trumpet. But trumpets always had the melody. Like, always. It was fantastic. Always had the, the highlight of the song. We also, big Great. movie class. Big movie class. Watched a lot of movies. Fantasia. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I maybe watched eight times in that class over the four years of high school. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the first 35 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, two. Number two, I have Spanish. Mr. Johnson, an absolute legend of the game. I mean, one of my favorite teachers ever. Didn't do homework, didn't believe in it, didn't do quizzes, didn't do tests, didn't believe in any of them. Just was like, look, just talk in Spanish all class and you'll learn how to do Spanish. Uh, Argentina trip was still to this day one of the coolest trips of my entire life. Uh, and Johnson just 
I mean, one of my favorite things was just seeing how long I could get him to talk about the Packers in any given class. I mean, you could have, we'd have days where he wouldn't even talk in Spanish. He would just bitch about the Packers for 50 minutes and then class would be over. Uh, can number one? I think I know where yeah, you're going to go. Spanish. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Easy Spanish number one. Same reasons as Tucker, Mr. Johnson. Absolute legend. No homework, no quizzes, nothing. Watch movies, talk in Spanish all class. Or get inside and talk about anything. He would draw crazy pictures on the board. And yeah. he would do it with like, all of his classes. And you'd come in for the next class and there'd be like a deer and then like a small like business complex and then like a moon around it. And it would just be crazy. And you'd have to ask him about it. And then he'd explain it to the next class. Um, that being said, learned more Spanish doing that than oh, any other teacher. No textbook, nothing. Obviously, the Argentina trip, unreal. Then I ended up minoring in Spanish. And like Trey said earlier, Spanish definitely comes in handy. Um, been to many Spanish-speaking countries, Spain, um, Mexico, all that. And pretty much don't have to speak in English at this point. So definitely comes in handy. Um, Spanish, easy number one. Um, my number one is history. I love history. No one is a history guy. I studied history my whole life and enjoyed it. Uh, from eighth grade on, I can remember really, really liking history. Also some great teachers. Miss Gray, uh, Mr. Fisher, who is one of the all-time legends of Lennox. Um, so I'm a big history guy. Uh, I love history. That's it. I Like Tucker, I did outside research on interesting subjects. Um, yeah, no, love history, uh, specifically American history, which we didn't do too much of in high school. But uh, history's history's got to be up there for me, number one. Dill? Um, history's solid, not my winner. Spanish, also very solid, also not my winner. I got to go with it. I got to go chemistry, number one. Um, yeah, only, only took <laughs> one year because... They only offered one year, but um, I think that was junior year. And then senior year, there was biochem for half a semester. I took that too. Um, or half of a year, not half a semester. Um, wait, is that how that works? I forget how high school works. Half the year. Um, yeah, that's where I really understood that that's what really interested me. You know, I would go to class every day. I think I had the second class of the day. I would go. Spanish to chemistry, I think. Um, and every single class was one of those things where you walk into class and you're like, just, I was excited to learn what was going to be on the board. Tolan was a great teacher. Um, I contacted him a couple of times since and been like, hey, thank you for being a really good teacher. Without your teaching, I would not be as good as I am in this chem class right now in my third year of college. So, tough props to him. Tucker one. Uh, number one, I have math. I was yeah. a good math kid in high Ugh. school. I don't care what anyone says. Math always was great for me. I mean, it was just a class where I could get an A in number one. My teachers usually just kind of let me do whatever I wanted. I just kind of got to do my own thing half the time, especially later on in my years with, like, uh, what was her name? The really short one. Miss Moran? No, no. Um, I don't even remember. Miss Keller? 
Yeah, Miss Keller. Miss Keller just kind of let me do my own thing, and then I had Gotti, and he just let me do whatever I wanted to. And so it was just a great class for me. I mean, I was always a math guy. I came easily, so I don't know. I I mean, it kind of pushed me to go down uh, my major, which is finance and economics, was basically just based off of the fact that like, I, fact I liked math, but I didn't want to be a math major. So, yeah, got to put math at number one. All right, that's list, guys. Uh, movie time. Da Vinci Code. I did not watch it. I forgot. I have 20 minutes left. Uh, Cam? Nope. Nope. I read the book. Um, so, Tucker, I guess it's up to Dylan if we're going to count that. I watched two hours and six minutes of the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, like this week? Like, right, currently have 22 minutes left on my TV. How does it end? I, I don't know. I know what the I know what I know what happens. I do know what happens. I'm guessing they find Mary Magdalene's body, but I don't know. And that's bad because I actually read the book a long time ago. I read the I book. I read the book. Uh, you know what? It, to be fair, in in all the the you know what you guys give me breaks, we'll get to All right. There we go. I mean, this wasn't a make-or-break week. I did watch uh, Sea of Monsters, but I will take it. Score it, Tucker. Uh, I love this movie so far. Uh, I've watched it once before, but it was so long ago, I honestly forgot about it. Uh, I mean, it's just a great performance. Uh, I love, like, the whole, like, mystery and having it tied to the Bible, like, coming from, like, a somewhat religious background, like, you know, I was Catholic growing up, so, like, hearing this, like, kind of twist on the Bible and all that, because I kind of left, I mean, I feel like if you are super religious, this movie wouldn't be for you, because, I mean, it has a bad take on the church and stuff like that, so, uh, I feel like for someone like me who has, like, a religious background but doesn't consider himself religious anymore, or, like, tied to Catholicism, at least, it's a really cool it's just a really cool idea for a movie that I just love. I mean, I think, and then I think it was done really well. Uh, so honestly, I'd give it like a seven, eight. Uh, Dill. Um, I enjoy the movie. Like to said, like the mystery genre and movie kind of like hunt down the clues and stuff. Um, cool premise all in all. Um, as a movie, though, you definitely know it came from a book. You definitely can understand that the book is most likely way better. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like one of those things where there are stories that get turned into movies, and you're like, it's like either like, it's not kiddish, but it's like, it's not as well uh, drawn out as like a movie like a drama built to be a movie, you know? Um, so there's like certain aspects of it where I'm just like, this is kind of rushed or this is whatever. You yeah. Know, so. I'd say the only problem is that it does feel a little rushed at times. Cause I mean, there's just so much to get to and they have to yeah. cover it all so quickly. Yeah, like you so, barely meet a character. You think he's good. And then he's immediately like, Oh, he's the bad guy. So I'm, I, but I really like the premise. It was like, if this, you, you could do a three movie series just on this movie, you 
know what I mean? So um, I'll still give it a seven, two. It's a good movie. It's underrated. People, I don't think many people really know it. That's a Tom nice Hanks, score, boys. My nice favorite score. actor. All right, that's Wasted Takes, episode 87. Oh, wait, no. My movie, last movie of the year. One more movie. Uh, as I had announced, I got a PlayStation a couple weeks ago. I have beaten the game that came with it, which is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. And um, I like the character of Miles Morales, so I want to do Into the Spider-Verse. Has everyone seen that? Love it. A really cool movie. I have. Really good animation. An interesting, like, take on the superhero world of, like, Spider-Man. The animation style is probably the coolest animated movie I've ever seen. Um, so highly recommend you guys watch this one, uh, into the spider verse, uh, check it out. So it's funny. It's cool. It's, it's got it all great movie. All right. That's what it takes episode 87, the Rob Gronkowski episode. I hate Rob Gronkowski. I had a dream last night that I interviewed Rob Gronkowski and he, he said a, uh, slur on air and I got him like in a lot of trouble and I was really happy about it. Um, so that's the Rob Gronkowski episode wow check us out on our socials still get these episodes uploaded man come on let's I've get, been busy get, on, get it on time come on let's go uh, I got a lot of time this week locked in alright thanks for getting wasted with us we'll see you next week